time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Submitted for your approval. The case of one Miss Agnes Grepp. Put on earth with two left feet, an overabundance of thumbs, and a propensity for falling down manholes. In a moment, she will be up to her jaw in miracles, wrought by apprentice angel Harmon Cavender, intent on winning his wings. And though it's a fact that both of them should have stood in bed, they will tempt all the fates by moving into the cold, gray dawn of the Twilight Zone. Episode number 101 of The Twilight Zone was Cavender is Coming. And uh, Sean, I think this episode could be described as a, a cross between Mr. Beavis, the season one episode, and It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is a, <clears throat> you know, the grass is always greener kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was It's a Wonderful Life from from top to bottom. <laughs> but hey, Carol Burnett, huh? Yeah, Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett is in it, and and I'm trying to think of like the timeline of things that, that she probably was a, a really young, uh, yeah, up and coming actress at the time. She's awesome in this too. I I should not be a surprise. Uh, never have seen this episode. Never knew Carol Burnett was in a Twilight Zone episode. It, it's an episode that I I remember hearing a lot about, but never you know never seeing a whole lot of it. Um, I. I immediately recognize why that is because we've established I don't like what I previously referred to as goofy episodes. Right. Um, you know, sentimental stuff like that. The score that they start this episode out with is very similar to what they do with all of those like touchy feely, you know, like uh those kind of episodes and so once that came in and I thought Cavender was a, you know, bumbling uh angel, I was like I, I, I guarantee you I immediately shut it off anytime it came up on a marathon or Netflix or whatever. Probably before you even saw Carol Burnett. Yeah. Before, like, before she that, even had a chance to tug on her ear. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, is, is the second time in, in my life in the past week where that, that reference has come up. Okay. That's so weird how that happens. Yeah, um, right? the Yeah, yeah, she's she's terrific. I, I was about to, to j- jump ahead like I always do, so... Yeah, so her name is Agnes in uh, this particular episode, which uh, I believe wasn't wasn't that the. Um, I mean, if we've even gotten to that episode yet, uh, the the supercomputer that falls in love with the nerd. Oh yeah, I think it is Agnes. Um, did did you see that one already, or is that uh, still still coming up, like in season mm, four? I think that's in. Uh, I think it's coming up. I imagine the episode, uh, is it the invaders where the tiny astronauts fight the giant woman and then yeah. you find out, um, I imagine that woman's name was probably Agnes too. She does seem like an Agnes, but, but she, um, she never said cat- her during the entire episode. So. She's the cat lady from the Simpsons. Like. Yeah, so, so we don't know. As a matter of fact, uh, not now you've got me curious, uh, <laughs> does she actually have a name? Let's uh, let's pull up the internet machine. <laughs> One thing that I really enjoyed about uh, how they kind of immediately start painting uh, Agnes Carol Burnett, um, the first quote unquote accident that she gets in is because she's bending over picking something up and somebody hits her with the door, which is the right. guy's fault. Which is I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be awesome if you know painting like. Uh, 
women in the 60s as like hysterical and it's all their fault and if yeah. you're clumsy then that's that's what you've always been but thankfully she, twilight zone. <laughs> yeah. so thankfully she does actually do goofy stuff that is her you know own clumsy fault uh so so interestingly i i just looked up the invaders and uh this is this is an amazing coincidence uh the character has no name sure but the character is played by agnes moorhead get the hell out of here that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so i mean we just kind of assume she was she was named Ag Ag agnes because she was i i mean that's that is the answer I mean, I, I, uh, I, I wasn't even thinking about it, but yeah, I knew it was, it was, <laughs> it just didn't, didn't compute. So, uh, yeah. So in, in real life, she was named Agnes. That's so funny. When this episode started, I thought it was going to be about two goofy underdogs. Mm -hmm. Uh, but man, that, the angel, it really uh, goes through a whole character journey. Yeah, I mean, it really is more about him, you know, in uh, in It's a Wonderful Life, you know, obviously, uh, yeah. he, he had to learn a valuable life lesson. But uh, really, it was it was the angel learning how to angel. Yeah, <laughs> it's it would be like if It's a Wonderful Life was like Clarence really needs to grow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he needs to put down the Tom Sawyer and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 finally get on with his life. Which I, I think, uh, you know, to that point, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, doing uh, last week, uh, doing a deep dive into um, Aunt uh, Nedra. Yeah. I, think, uh, <laughs> I, I would like to know what uh, Harmon Cavender was like in his actual life. Oh, man. Yeah, it's. Um, I We know he liked booze. That's all. We do. And, and cigars. So, yeah. I mean. What what else do you need to know about the guy, really? Not much. Um, so uh, uh, much like Mister Beavis, uh, Cavender decides he's he's just going to make uh, Agnes's life uh, better, and that's how he's going to uh, earn his wings. He but does... much like uh, much like Mister Beavis, she decides she likes her life the way it is. Yeah, and that really is the entire episode. <laughs> I I do like how he. Uh how he changes her life for the better. He like sticks his arm out and then like a little black square or rectangle kind of appears in his hand. And I'm like, Oh, it's like a, you know, a sixties version of like a, you know, a Palm pilot or an iPhone or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a little book. Like, why couldn't he just take that out of his jacket pocket? Why did he have to like make it like <laughs> materialize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, He's he's just trying to show off the fact that he's an angel. I guess, man. I mean, you know, that's uh, the, that that leads into his character, I'd say. Yeah, so I, I think that Agnes is a is a really uh, likable character. She's just kind of clumsy. She's like the Jar Jar Binks of the Twilight Zone, <laughs> except except likable. <laughs> except likable. And there's really not a lot of. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I. I... I actually kind of enjoyed this episode, even though it really did turn out to be just a it's a wonderful life thing. Carol Burnett's yeah. fantastic in it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it, too. And um, it was uh, it, it was a little weird seeing seeing Carol Burnett uh, young. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on the Twilight Zone. Because uh, because like I said, I, I, I'm not sure what her career was like before this. This is the early 60s. 
So I'm not sure how much stuff she'd done before, if this was like her first. So she's 29 in this <clears throat> at, at the oldest. Yeah. So and... I don't know if she had done too much before that, but you know, I mean, had, had William Shatner done a lot before Nick of time. Um, congratulations on, on getting that, uh, that episode name. Um, he, uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, I think he had. Uh, so Carol Burnett, she had been on a, a show called Stanley in the 50s. So, yeah, I mean, she, she was around. She she um, obviously was not the star that she would be later on, but but she'd been around. She released an album, album in 1961 called Carol Burnett Remembers How They Stopped the Show. Which is a very 60s, like late 50s theatrical uh, album. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I saw that, uh, if, if I saw that uh, album sitting on the on the, sh- on, the on the shelf at the, at the store, I'm not sure I would be in any way uh, in any way, you know, motivated to buy it. <laughs> no, it does remind me of the Joe Pesci album. Will Joe Shore can sing. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd, I'd still be reaching for the button-down mind of of Bob Newhart. That's that's what I'd be doing. Uh, but but I mean, they're they're actually pretty similar, uh, pretty similar comedians, actually. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so at any rate, uh, at, at the end of this, uh, you know, Cavender uh, Cavender tries to do everything he can to uh, Agnes's life better. Um, Turns the uh, bus they're on into a convertible with a uh, with a with a driver. Now, <laughs> what, what was that driver doing before before this happened? That is terrifying to think of because he doesn't panic. So, no, maybe, maybe what, he's what was a, he doing before, and then what happened after after you know she she didn't want to uh, she didn't want to ride in the car. I th- oh God! Oh God! I don't like this at all. I don't like thinking about this at all. Maybe he's a synth. Maybe he's, you know, a hologram. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a replacement, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Cavender uh, gives her, uh, you know, a, a nice apartment, which, by the way, I do think is interesting. And it's probably motivated by, like, the, the budget that they had to work with. But and, – and maybe it's a New York thing. Like, you know, I'm – I obviously, uh, you know, I, I grew up in, in Chicago before moving to Alabama and everything. So it's, it's a little different than New York, but, you know, Chicago is obviously a big city. Yeah. Um, it, it amuses me when they have like, uh, you know, they can have anything they want and they end, they still end up in an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you your, your guardian angel says, Hey, I'm going to fix you up with, uh, you know, the life you've always wanted. Wouldn't you end up in like, you know, Michael Jordan's $15 million uh, house in, in Lake Forest? Like, yeah, I'd rather have like a house in a yard, even if it wasn't yeah. the suburbs of a, of a major city. Um, one thing that's uh, speaking of budgets, um, they're, I guarantee you that's the exact same apartment uh, as uh, I think Midnight Sun is the name of the episode. Um, oh, with the, uh, the 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 earth getting closer to the sun and everything. Yeah. Oh, I, did, I, I didn't notice that. I mean, I, I noticed whenever the, the police headquarters from Turner and Hooch shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that it was the same apartment. 
every apartment anybody's in, I think even in the if the episode's called One for the Angels where the kid gets hit by the bus, um uh the door is always a little off center to the right, and there's always a window on the left, uh on the left side. Stage left. Or not stage left, audience left. But um yeah, I I think it's the same. They use the same apartment in multiple, probably I'm gonna guess like ten episodes. I could see that. I mean, who, who's going to notice that other than other than you and me? <laughs> and it wasn't even me. Like like this, I I just noticed when the uh, when the the town square set from uh, Back to the Future. And, uh, but that's a charming. That's that's fine. That's a fun thing to like you know talk about. Yeah. God, is it, oh, if you want to replace me, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the last 51 episodes or whatever. And I don't, we're, we're in this till the end. <laughs> we crossed the point of no return, just <laughs> like in Back to the Future 3. Yes. You know, so there you go. Uh, so ultimately, Agnes, uh, as, we, as we've mentioned, she, uh, she decides that uh, despite all the various uh, problems she's run into in life, she's, she's happy where she is, and she, she doesn't want all the uh, fancy stuff that Cavender has given her. So, uh, so Cavender returns her life uh, back to where it was, and uh, he, you know, presumably goes. Do, do you think Cavender uh, actually gets his wings for this? I, be- I I would imagine that's where they're going because the grizzled general of a head angel that they, <laughs> the guy that they right. have playing the head angel is hilarious. Um, you know, uh, if, if he, you know, takes out a cigar and he's going down, I think he will have had his angels, uh, you know, uh, uh, his wings on his next assignment. Oh, do you, you think he learned enough this time? He's he's good to go the next time. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Although the uh, the 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 head uh, angel guy, uh, the, the general, uh, <laughs> he's he says, uh, I feel sorry for them. So, <laughs> you know, it's just. If the if the head general guy can tell the future, he knows there's going to be more than one. <laughs> it's just it's so crazy because I mean I I understand like not every single um, episode can be like the masks, uh, you know, or, or monsters are doing Maple Street, or you know, terrifyingly scary, or you know, spot on political allegories, or to serve man, you know, stuff like that. But if if it's going to be a quote unquote goofy one, I'm okay with stuff like this. I, I Carol uh, Carol Burnett's awesome in it. Um, I, I I think it's 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 a pretty solid episode. So all they need to do to get you on board with a goofy episode is bring in a Carol Burnett, and then you're you're fine. I'm just a just a starstruck by the big names. A word to the wise now to any and all who might suddenly feel the presence of a cigar smoking helpmate who takes bank books out of thin air. If you're suddenly aware of any such celestial aids, it means that you're under the beneficent care of one Harmon Cavender, guardian angel. And this message from the Twilight Zone. Lots of luck. Cabotron?